Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. Today, I'm going to share with you three mistakes that I feel like I made on my infidelity journey. And so the first mistake that I want to talk about today is this, the mistake of checking his phone. And I say this for a couple reasons. The first one is that if you are really trying to reconcile the relationship and you're trying to work things out and you're trying to create trust in the relationship, checking his phone doesn't create trust. It doesn't create trust for you. It doesn't make him trustworthy. It sets up this tone of deceit. It sets up this tone of unbelief, I guess you could say, of almost like a willingness not to believe, the inability to believe. And I think the other thing with this whole idea of checking his phone is that you're showing up from a place of fear when you do that. And I lived this way for years. The very first time that I thought my husband was being unfaithful, I went over to my friend's house and I printed out his entire phone history. This was back in the day when there weren't iPhones. So like every text message would show up and every phone number. And I literally spent hours of my life deciphering every phone call and every text message he made. Here's what I can tell you. None of that saved my marriage. None of that brought me closure. None of that made the pain of infidelity any less. But what it did do was it created more fear. It created more doubt. It deepened the lack of trust. And I, I get that you just want to know. And I get that you think maybe you can ward it off the next time if you just stay on top of his phone. No, because you want to know what happened later on? I found another phone in a coat pocket. So I didn't, I didn't do anything but push him further into the lies, farther away from the truth. So I don't know, maybe in a way, my unwillingness to begin to trust him and my desire to need to constantly check his phone, maybe it it made it worse. I don't know. But what I can tell you is from the standpoint of helping me to heal, it didn't help me heal. It probably actually made me a little bit more psycho. And when I am speaking from this platform, from Instagram, in mentoring women, my number one purpose and objective is for you to heal your heart. Listen, if your husband has some 
come to Jesus moment and becomes a new man. That's great. But it, I'm not interested in your husband. I'm interested in you. And I'm interested in you creating the life of your dreams. And I know that that can be done in spite of infidelity. I know that can be done when you feel like your world is crumbling. I, I can teach you how to create joy. And so when I share these mistakes with you, it's these are things I did that didn't create joy. And so I don't want you to make the same mistakes or I don't want you to stay in them for as long as I did. So just stop checking the phone. It's not helping you. It's not helping him. It's not helping the relationship. It's not bringing closure. It's not bringing safety. It's not bringing intimacy. It's not bringing trust. And I spent far too long not understanding that. Number two, I ignored a lot of signs of infidelity. In the beginning, because I was young and naive and we were newlyweds and it was like, there was no way that this couldn't be, you know, we just got married. Like, how could this be happening? We just got married. And I look back now, obviously, with fresh eyes, with clear eyes, you know, Hindsight is 2020. So I have 2020 vision of the past now. And I see that in the beginning, there were signs that I ignored because I just didn't know better. But once I knew what had already happened, some of what had already happened in my marriage, I ignored signs. And I ignored them because one, it was easier to ignore them than address them. The emotions I felt by ignoring them were easier to stay in than the emotions I would feel if I addressed them. So that was one reason. Another reason I ignored the signs is because if I played dumb to what was happening around me, I could create in my head a version of, the, of my reality. It wasn't really my reality, but I, I decided to live in this version of my reality, which was not the truth, but yet it it was serving me. And I don't have any, I don't want to say I have any regrets. I don't regret anything that I did. I think I walked a lot of this so that I could help you walk a lot of this. I really truly believe that's why God gave this to me. Like, you're going to walk this path and then you're going to turn around and Take these women by the arm that are walking this path and you're going to pull them along and you're going to pull them along at a faster rate than it took you. So I share all of this, not to say, oh, if you did this, you're wrong, but to say, hey, here's what I've learned about this thing that I did. So if you're doing this, maybe you can stop quicker. Or if you're thinking about this, or you might be listening to this and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I've been ignoring that sign. I know there's infidelity happening again, and I've been ignoring it. And I want to encourage you to find the courage to address the signs that you are seeing there. And just be willing to feel the emotions that are going to come with it. Because once you are willing to feel them, they're going to pass a lot quicker. And you're going to you're going to move into the, the feelings of joy and love and, and forgiveness and all of the feelings that you want to have at a much 
faster rate. And I was so, so afraid of the negative emotions that it was easier for me to pretend. It was easier for me to ignore. It was easier for me to stay just, if I just stayed stuck in numb and fear, I could handle that. See, here's the thing. I knew I could handle numb and fear because I'd been there for so long. I was so familiar with those emotions that they really didn't rock the boat for me anymore. But rocking the boat with finding something on his phone, rocking the boat with ignoring the signs, conjured up some emotions that weren't as familiar to me, and I didn't like those. So if I just pretended that I didn't have this suspicion about this woman or this time he's spending on his phone or, you know, why he jumped the one time I walked into the room when he was on his phone or the time that, I mean, I could list so many signs that I willingly ignored. Okay, but the third thing. Mistake, I called it mistake. I don't know if I like that word now, but the third thing would be not getting a mentor sooner than I did. I spent years walking this path alone. I spent years not confiding in anyone. I spent years not having someone to build me up on a weekly basis, to encourage me, to tell me I was capable, to tell me I would get through it, to help me see things from a different perspective. And it's not a regret because I choose to live life not with regrets. But it is definitely one of those things where it's like, if I could go back and change this, I would. I'd forget about what the, how much it would cost. And I would just do this for me. I never, ever ask myself the question, if I had done this, could I have saved my marriage? I don't believe my marriage was savable. I don't believe there was anything I could have done. There was anyone I could have become that would get my husband to become the kind of husband that I would need him to be. So this is not about, oh, if I do this or I don't do this, I'm going to save my marriage. It's not about that for me. Maybe it is for you. It was never about that for me. But what I think about a lot is who I was as a mom when I didn't have a mentor. Who I was as a mom when I was ignoring the signs. Who I was as a mom when I was so hyper-focused on checking his phone and trying to make him stay accountable and trying to stay on top of his every move to prevent him from doing something. And if I could go back and change it, I would change those three things because I know I would have shown up differently as a mom if I could have stepped outside of the fear, if I would have confronted the signs head on, if I had found a mentor the very first time, I don't know how my story would have ended. I don't know if I would have left sooner. I don't know if I would have stayed longer. I could speculate all day. That doesn't matter. I think my story went the way it was supposed to go. But I feel like I could have been 
a better mom. And I'm not going to beat myself up over that because that doesn't do anybody any good, myself or my kids. But I can tell you that my kids didn't get the best version of me. And part of it was because of these three mistakes that I felt like I made. The first one, being constantly checking his phone, trying to keep him accountable. Accountability is never going to come from me. It has to come from him. There was nothing I could do to make him accountable for his actions. And all I did was put more misery and, and fear and pain on myself. If I had stopped ignoring the signs and addressed some of the signs head on, would he have stopped? I don't know. Would we have divorced sooner? Maybe. But I could have gotten on my healing journey sooner. I could have started to work on my own heart sooner. And when I work on my own heart, my children benefit. And had I gotten a mentor early on in the game, I just can't help but wonder how much farther along I'd be on my joy journey right now. Would I be where I'm going to be five years from now already? What could I have created in my life with a mentor? Because I can tell you what I've created in my life since hiring a mentor four years ago is phenomenal, unbelievable, incredible. And so I can't help but wonder, if I had hired that mentor 12 years ago, what kind of life would I have now? Because I've got a damn good one right now. So if I can keep you from these same mistakes, or even just if one of these that I talked about today resonates with you and helps you to get on your joy journey faster, then this whole episode is worth it. So Maybe none of these apply to you and you're like, yeah, nope, nope, didn't do that, didn't do that, definitely not doing that, already got a mentor, great, then you figured this out quicker than I did. But I hope that for those of you that are listening to this, something resonated with you and will help you get on your joy journey quicker. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.